you're listening to the Knowing Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Linnell Peters, and it's an honor to walk alongside you in motherhood, whether the journey is just beginning or you're right in the thick of it. I believe that your worth as a mother is not based on your performance and that your greatest strength is the love that you have for your children, whether they're in your arms or only in your heart. My prayer is that this little corner of the podcast world will leave you feeling more equipped, more hopeful, and less alone than when you arrived. Hey everybody, Happy New Year! I hope you've all had a really great Christmas break and New Year's. We're already a week, just over a week, into uh, this new year of 2020. Um, And I'm going to just send you a huge high five right now. If you made it through a whole month of sickness like we did in December, what a long stretch. As strange as it sounds, though, at the beginning of December, I was feeling pretty happy about the colds because I figured it meant that everyone would get hit with it and then have a really strong immune system by the time that Christmas rolled around. But alas, as most moms know, the sickness got me last. And on what day? Christmas Eve. Well, it's a new year and a new decade, which is apparently a debatable statement to make. Um, And I'm looking forward to 2020 for many reasons. One of those reasons is getting to start off season two of Knowing Motherhood with you today. I would love to introduce you to my guest, Indiana Adams. She is a wife and a mama to three, and you might know her as the former host of the well-loved podcast, Coffee and Crumbs. At the time of our conversation, which was late last year, um, Indiana and her co-hosts, Ashley Gadd and April Haas, were just about to announce the changes coming to Coffee and Crumbs, so keep that in mind as we're chatting. Indiana's podcast today, by the way, which just launched five weeks ago, is funny, lighthearted, and unique. It's the perfect short and sweet listen for your commute to work or school. Or as Indiana says, it's for moms who don't have time to listen to podcasts. She shares openly about walking away from an acting career to raise her children, the challenges she's faced in her marriage, and why she is loving motherhood more than ever. We also discuss her recent skin cancer diagnosis, and she offers some very important advice about taking the time for your own health. I know you'll love Indiana's warmth, her honesty, and her love for life. Here is our conversation. Indiana, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I was thinking I haven't been a guest on someone's podcast in years, like literal years. Okay, well, I'm even more honored to have you then. This is fun. (laughs) I'm kind of a last minute person. And so when you were like, hey, do you want to record in two days? I was like, yes, absolutely. I know. And I love that. I love that. I wasn't expecting it at all. But yeah, what a treat. Okay. (laughs) So we are talking about some great stuff today and some hard stuff. And uh, I think it would be so um, just great to hear a little bit about your own your motherhood journey. Uh, you've got two girls, right? I have two girls and a boy. And a boy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't oh get God. as much Instagram play because I let <sighs> my children choose if they want to be on my Instagram. Oh, that's and great. And lately, he's been saying no. Okay, well, then that must be why I thought you only had two girls. So, yeah. The girls are can all you... about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share a little bit about uh, your motherhood journey? Sure, sure. My kids are ages nine. That's my son, Jude. Seven 
is my middle daughter, Caroline, and then five is my little one, Lucy. And so that's every other year. Basically, I got pregnant every other Super Bowl for a run there. (laughs) (laughs) And I have been married for 15 years, and I, you know, I truly never imagined that I would be a mother. I did not grow up playing with baby dolls. I never babysat. I was an only child. I just felt awkward around babies and children. And Mm. Chris was the first man that I met. I met him in college that he said, oh, fatherhood, you know, take it or leave it. And I was like, alert, alert, Christian man, like not super into fatherhood. Knock this one down. So um, we got married and we actually were not planning to become parents. I was an actor and he was a musician. And then, yeah, um, we turned 30 and... You know, there was a little girl in my church that had lost her mother, and she looked up at me and she said, hold me. And I was like, oh, I guess. <laughs> and I, um, I picked her up, and it was like that scene in the Grinch movie. My heart grew three sizes, and then all of a sudden I wanted to have a baby. Aww. And I was like, I don't know how to have this conversation with my partner because he had always said that, you know, we weren't going to be parents. But then on his wow. 30th birthday, he said, you know, What I really want this year is to have a baby. What do you think about that? And I was like, yes, we're on the same page. It's funny. God's timing on that. Yes. And here we are. Oh, that's incredible. I almost got some tears in my eyes when you were mentioning that little girl. Oh, that's incredible. She's probably, gosh, that was 10 years ago. So she might be a preteen now. (laughs) Isn't that incredible that you, you didn't think you wanted to be a mother, but just the simple act of holding a grieving child just changed everything just shifted Mm -hmm. everything and it almost brought out that maternal side of you right which I did not even think I had a biological clock and then I was like whoa it's here and it's ticking so um can you share a little bit about what you've done in the past you've done quite a few things you and uh and so like you said you were in act you were acting and your husband was a musician um so Maybe just share a little bit about what you did leading up to Coffee and Crumbs, um, and then maybe a little bit about what um, the transition from acting to motherhood was like for you. Yeah, um, so straight out of college, Chris and I moved to Texas, Austin, Texas, and I found work on a TV show called Friday Night Lights, and I was not like anyone you would recognize. (laughs) Like, if you look for me in seasons one and two, it's like plain Where's Waldo, just look for a long black ponytail. Um, I did stunt cheerleading for them, and so I did that, and then found an agent and started doing children's theater and commercials, and uh, I just really, I had grown up doing theater, I just really enjoyed it. And then I got pregnant and decided, well, um, I guess I had to take a break from acting. And kind of around that same time, I was starting to wonder if I even liked acting. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed my work doing children's theater, but I did not really enjoy like the process of auditioning or um, having to keep my body a certain shape to get certain roles. I felt like the roles I was being offered were not fun acting roles like I would get in children's theater, but they were kind of modeling while talking, which mm. I'm not a model. I'm not, None of that seems creative to me. Um, so I was kind of checked out of acting by the time I got pregnant. But I would say the harder transition was letting go of, 
I used to have a fashion blog called Adored Austin, and it's kind of what propelled me into this internet space and community. And I used to have a bloggers conference called Texas Style Council. But when I became a mother, and then a mother again, and then a mother again every other year, (laughs) I really had to put all of that down. I had to choose, you know, am I going to raise these little kids and kind of pour into them? Or am I going to bust it, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week trying to be an entrepreneur, trying to create Mm. a community online? And I just felt this overwhelming sense of, you know, like these are good things, wanting to have a community online, wanting to do a bloggers conference. But um, I can't. I can't give my life to good when I can give my life to best. And what was best for my family is that I was just a present mother Mm. while they were all home and little and not in school. Oh, I love that so much. It can be a really hard thing. I've heard enough women talk about, you know, having an established career or something that um, not even that is just a career, that it's something that they're passionate about Mm -hmm. and they want to be a mother too and just trying to, you know, even just step away from that. And it sounds almost like you just really made up your mind that this was what was right. Do you feel like that's how it was or was it a little bit more difficult to let it go? Yeah, yeah, no, I certainly knew um, just through a lot of prayer and maybe even charismatic validation talking to other women in my church about what I was struggling with and work. And, you know, someone who actually really talked to me a lot about this was Jessica Honiger from Noonday Collection. Mm, yeah. She she basically said, like, hey, motherhood and work, it's not an either or. You don't have to sacrifice work or you don't have to sacrifice mother for being a mother for a career. And it's not about balance. It really just is about, like, what is right for me right now? She's like, mm-hmm. and you just need to hold your career with an open hand and think, you know, maybe I can't do it right now, but I can come back to this. Yeah. And and so she just really encouraged me to kind of suss all that out instead of shutting it down. So I tried to keep networks, I tried to keep connections alive and networking and and that sort of thing. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I found my way back to the internet in a creative sense about three years ago. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think, I think that it was, it probably was just the perfect timing for you. It sounds like there was just a lot of peace in that transition back into it. Yeah, yeah, it worked out well. In the time, though, I would say that I really wrestled through that. Like, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. This is really hard because I really did see my work as a calling. I saw so right. many good things come out of Texas Style Council, just books being written, um, businesses being launched, and and I still find a lot of joy um, watching those women flourish in the, their online space. I'm like, you birthed at, at the little conference that you attended Aww. with me. So that's it's awesome. it, that has been really, that's given me a lot of joy and hope, even though I haven't been active on the internet for a, a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, you went, you had a, um, just correct me if I have this wrong, but you had a, a podcast, your own podcast, mm-hmm. um, previous to Coffee and Crumbs. Is that right? I did. My so husband ha- and I had one called Mom Jeans and Dad Jokes, and it was he and I talking about an issue before and after parenting. So like fitness, what was it like before we had kids, and now what is it like after we've had kids? You are so creative. I love that. I love that concept. How long did you guys do that for? We, well, there's this very real thing called pod fade, and like mm-hmm. there's a scary st- statistic, like something like 90% of podcasts listed on Apple, Apple, I'm like they're not in active production anymore. 90%. Mm-hmm. I've heard so, that. <laughs> it's true. And we were one of the shows that kind of started off with everything great, but we pod faded. Like, you know, a kid got sick, then we went on vacation and 
Mm. And my husband works for a startup. So we just got behind and I Mm. always meant to come back to it, but never did. And so then I just endeavored. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll just wait. I would love to do a podcast, but I would love to do it within someone else's framework. I would love to work for someone else on their podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's so great. And you do an amazing job at Coffee and Crumbs. And Ashley and April, you guys are just so wonderful to listen to. And I've read enough comments from your listeners about just how they just feel like they're sitting with a group of girlfriends, you know, over coffee. That um, is highest praise to me. (laughs) That is is the best thing that anyone could say is that we feel like they're friends because I mean, April and Ashley are exactly who they say they are online, and we truly serve the best community on the internet. We just have really great listeners. People just, they just really love, mothers on the internet are just wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, so you guys, tell me a little bit, I just wanted to uh, <laughs> take a little detour for a second. Tell me about the Coffee and Crumbs retreat that you guys just had, because you got hit with a blizzard, right? You had some crazy weather. You guys? We did. We did. <laughs> it was funny because it's the first week of October was our Coffee and Crumbs first retreat. And Katie Blackburn, she had invited us up to um, Krista Gilbert's cabin in Idaho uh, on Schweitzer Mountain. And she said, it's going to be this beautiful fall weekend. The, the leaves are just <laughs> changing. The weather's slightly crispy. Like, bring your sweaters. But she didn't say anything about snow boots or heavy coats. <laughs> Or anything like that. And we got hit with a surprise <laughs> blizzard and actually had to evacuate. So oh my word. We evacuated from Schweitzer Mountain in Idaho and we stayed at Katie Blackburn's parents' house. So wow. it was like it felt like a high school slumber party. Just like I shared a futon with another lady. That like, is so funny. People were sleeping on the floors. It was I mean, you really get to know people when you are when you have oh, to unpack yeah. a cabin, yeah. pack it back up, like evacuate a place and then <laughs> And then all like sleep in very close quarters together. Yes, you do get to know people a lot faster that way. Oh my goodness. It was great. I mean, I left with some really strong friendships after that. I bet. Was that the first time that the three of you, um, like you and Ashley and April, had met in person? Yeah. So So I was hired by Coffee and Crumbs after applying for the podcast position that they had posted online. And so we had recorded for two seasons together for two years before I actually met them in real life. Oh my goodness. That must have been pretty amazing, actually. It was so fun. They were, like I said, they were exactly who they say they are online, maybe even better. It was, it was really great. And then April and Ashley had only met twice before that. And they're like best friends. I just think that's, I think that the internet really does have the power as long as you are authentic online. You really can truly connect with other people if, you, if you're intentional about it. You know, the hardest season for me online, because I did, I, I, I did, um, I was a blogger and influencer online about a year, year and a half ago, last year still, I was doing it a little bit, but I was also walking through a perinatal mood disorder and that was the hardest season because I felt like a total fraud the entire year because I was battling something so severe and meanwhile, trying to keep up the same 
persona or whatever, right? Like the same face online and it was wearing me down. And if I could go back, I would tell myself, like, if you don't feel like you can be authentic, you need to just step away and that's okay. And I wish that I would have. I thought that it was keeping me really focused, but you're right. You're right. The authenticity really matters, not just for everyone else, but for ourselves as well, right? Right. Ashley wrote a lot about her postpartum depression. And that was really the first time that I had walked through that through the eyes of a friend. Mm. Like, I don't know how, but no one in my community um, or in my social circle had really experienced PPD. And so for Ashley to be vulnerable and to share her stories on the podcast and her essays and her Instagram, um, I just really got to see a glimpse of that. And it it has mm. since helped me be a better friend because now I have met women like because I speak at mops groups um, and now I go to I'm really involved in my church. So now I have met women that are in a season of postpartum depression and Ashley's vulnerability online has really helped me be a better friend. I, I think it's amazing that Ashley opened up like that because I know that I'm sure it had a huge impact on a lot of other women as well so that they now are equipped to to ask those questions. And that's kind of what my passion is, is, is to get that conversation going more from both a medical perspective and from... Um, from a biblical perspective as well so it's a big topic but it's so important and as mothers it's just so good to be able to support each other so in saying that you have recently gone through a challenging experience of of walking through a cancer diagnosis and like you said before when we were first um, chatting before you started recording it was a it was a short experience, but it was cancer nonetheless. So would you share a little bit with us about that and then how you were supported um, during that time by your circle of friends and family? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I you can't see me through a podcast, but I am dark complected. I am part Native American and part Thai. So I have dark skin. I'm not a candidate for skin cancer. No one in my family has ever had it. Also, I never go in the sun. I stay under an umbrella. I hate swimming. <laughs> I wear a lot of SPF. Um, so, you know, I just, I'm, I haven't been a person that has regularly gone to the dermatologist to get a check. Mm-hmm. But I was at my OB getting my annual and the nurse saw a, a mole, a tiny, tiny mole. I cannot even, I mean, it was slightly larger than a period in 12 point font on the end of a sentence. It was oh my word. so small. And she just kind of says, hey, you should have your dermatologist look at this. And I was like, this lady's crazy. I was like, it's symmetrical. It's small. It's, you know, I was like, whatever. And so I kind of wrote her off. And then um, I actually ran out of some cream that I needed for a spot on my face. I'm like, well, I have to go to the dermatologist anyway. So I made an appointment with the dermatologist. And while I was there, I said, oh, by the way, the nurse at my OB said I should have you look at this tiny mole is probably nothing it's more like a freckle right and the dermatologist took one look at it through his little scope and he said I don't like it I was like really I was like because I have a really like a much uglier one on the back of my neck (laughs) and he was like well let me see that one and so he looks at the one on my neck he's like the one on your neck is fine he's like I just don't like the look of the one on your leg and that was the first week of August and it came back that was Monday and it came back on Friday that it was stage two melanoma 
And I was like, what are you seeing? I was like, are you sure? Like, I was like, are you sure it didn't get mixed up in the lab? Um, but no, he's like, no, I'm certain. And I was like, I was like, how many of these calls do you make? Like, is this super duper common? And he's like, no, <laughs> he's like, no, it's, he's like, melanoma is the least common of the skin cancers, but it's also the most deadly. He's like, so you have to be scheduled for surgery today. I'm like, today. He's like, yes, I'm giving you a number you need to call and get on their schedule like soon. So I had it removed on August 20th. So like from diagnosis to surgery was less than three weeks. This is like two and a half months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And you know, it, we were actually on hiatus for coffee and crumbs. We take the month of August off. Right. So I'm like, well, that was, <laughs> that was good timing. Um, but I, I would say in that whole, and so after the surgery, it's a, it was a three month recovery. So I just got cleared to go back to my dance class today. Yeah. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I had a seven, seven centimeter piece removed from just above my knee. And I mean, it was, it was just crazy. Like I'm, I just, it was so fast. I can't believe it happened. Um, my church really loved me well. Um, they dropped off meals. People were praying for me. I was kind of annoyed by how many texts I got. I'm an extreme extrovert, but my phone was buzzing like every five seconds. I'm like, <laughs> all right, y'all, just let me rest. Just let me sleep. Aww. So it felt good to be loved in, in that crisis. Yeah, totally. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I don't even know what to ask you because it is. it, it sounds like the, God's hand was just completely all over this yeah from the ob nurse like pointing it out to me like oh well i need this cream anyway may as well go in i mean i i think what i learned in all of this is that like your health is your health is a priority and no matter how busy you are mamas like you got to get into the doctor i would have kept putting it off had it not been for my vanity and i needed more cream for the brown (laughs) spot on my face and i just didn't see it as like okay fine i have a lot to do like it's inconvenient to go to the dermatologist and right i mean even like i'm so blessed to have insurance and the fact that i'm like oh no i don't don't really need to go i got i got a lot going on in my life like just I want us to take our health more seriously, to take mm-hmm. time to get regular checkups. Oh, yeah, that really that really resonates with me. I need to take care of a lot of things health-wise right now that I'm not. And so that's a good reminder. I know. I could kick myself. I saw that mole in April, and I even pointed it out to my coworker, Katie. I said, hey, this is a new mole. That's weird, right? Um and she's like, I, I don't know. It's kind of small. I was like, yeah, but it's new. And then I just kind of wrote it off. And then it took the OB nurse saying, you should get that looked at. And even though it was tiny, I was like, okay, that's that's two dings. I really probably should get it looked at. <laughs> oh. So I'm just curious. I'm going to have to. Now I want to ask you everything your dermatologist said, but I won't do that now. <laughs> I'll ask you about it later. Um, but I have fair skin and I have moles all over like on my arms and and I'm thinking mine was flat okay and I'm thinking I I better just go and get like an appointment booked to have some of these looked at because I will tell you three women have written me three women since October and said I'm so glad you told us on Instagram to go get checked I also have melanoma so that's three with melanoma and then one with basal cell so four women have found skin cancer and like would not have gone in had I not pleaded on Instagram. That's because you shared? 
That's because, because you I shared. shared. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, maybe there's more. Funny. I don't know. Those are the ones that wrote and said, I cannot believe it. I have melanoma. Thank you so much for having me go in. I, t- I think it's worth going in just to get your body mapped because yes, the, the alarming yes. thing are, are new moles. And so you can get mm-hmm. your body mapped. And then the next time you go in a year later, two years later, the dermatologist can pull up your record from the appointment before and say, okay, yeah, you have a lot of moles, but this new one on your back, this yes. one's new. So let's have that one looked at. Okay, I'm legitimately inspecting my arms right now. <laughs> I don't okay, want to freak will... anyone out. <laughs> yeah, cancer no. is rare, but it's serious. And so recovery has been overall okay. And now you've got clearance that you can go back to your dance class. And yes, that's I... the thing I've missed the most. I know, I go to this... <laughs> I'm like laughing at it because it's so ridiculous because you you asked me you're like oh so you're a dancer I'm like oh no I'm not a dancer I go to a suburban ladies hip-hop class (laughs) and it is such a joy it's I mean it's twice a week it's just one hour class and I have so much fun the music's loud I dance up front by the mirror my kids are in school when I go it just I don't know it's just I find so much joy in it and I really have missed it um and I got cleared to go back this week, so Yay. I will be going next Tuesday. <laughs> that is awesome. So it's an hour each time you go. Yes, and the music twice so a week. good. Oh. Twice a week. <laughs> I feel like every mom should if have can... that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like if I like when I really take a step back and think about like what is happening in this class, I'm like, <laughs> this is the most absurd thing. But I love it. Like, heaven forbid anyone put it on YouTube or like lo- even look through the window that. <laughs> I'd be mortified, but I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so, so good to just get out and do fun stuff. I think we, we I think it's a struggle to actually make it happen. Um, you know, like even things like, you know, when we get out for dates, right? Um, mm-hmm. With our husbands. And I, I, my husband and I both agree that our favorite date was when we went, um, we went kayaking together, like early morning kayaking at Deep, Deep Cove in North Vancouver. And it was, it was so much fun to actually do something physical and active like that, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to going for dinner. Like it's nice to go for dinner, but just getting out and being active together like that, we just, it's been the highlight so far, you know, and I've always said, we, you know, we need to top that and do something even more fun. Uh, what's, what's the funnest thing you and your husband have done on a date? Oh gosh. Um, I'm springing this one on you. (laughs) I know you are. And I, I'm trying to think, so like, you know, vacations come to mind, right? Like, I, I don't, is this, is this, the case in your marriage like one of you is a doer and the other is a relaxer when it comes to vacation yes or are you both relaxers I don't know or both no I would okay I would say we are really strange because our personalities are he's a relaxer and I'm a doer in in just everyday life Mm -hmm. but on vacation he's the one who wants to go out and like do things and I just want to stay put and relax is that weird no I I think that that's actually I I think that's where Chris and I are because 
he like when we go on vacation he just wants to lay on the beach the whole time and so he'll front load our vacations he's like i know you want to do things because you're somewhere new so he'll front load our vacations and he'll like do okay today we're gonna go zip lining hiking kayaking snorkeling (laughs) (laughs) to get it all out of the way and he's like now the other four days i want to lay on the beach so anyway i think the most fun thing we did a whole day like we just took a taxi we were in saint lucia we took a taxi and we just told the cab driver take us to some local restaurant where there's no tourists like we want to eat St. Lucian food and then we did that and then we were like take us somewhere to hike and so we just kind of hung out with a local guide and just spent the day like moving our bodies together we went snorkeling we swam underneath a waterfall it was so much fun I'm like can Uh, anything top that plus the vacation was free we won it so I'm like and this was free that's like what we kept whispering to each other all day the whole you got a week vacation for free we did. To we, we won a sandals vacation from this TV show that's not on anymore, from the Meredith Vieira show. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. Just the two of you. Oh, yeah, that sounds that sounds luxurious. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like our most fun everyday dates. Like I, I really, I'm kind of just. I just want to go for wings and to like Dave and Buster's. I just want to play some video games and eat some wings. I don't know if I'm still, maybe I'm like a college dude inside. I don't know. I love those dates. Oh my goodness. We are discovering (laughs) something that we have in common. Okay. So you, do you play video games with your kids? No, I don't. (laughs) I don't let let them play video games because if we had a system, I would play it all the time. I played a lot of video games growing up. I I think this came up in an episode of Coffee and Crumbs, how when I was a child, I had the VCR hooked up to the TV and I would videotape my Mario runs and then watch the videotapes and make notes like what I could do better. (laughs) So anyway, I fear if we got a Nintendo... I would never do anything else. I would just be playing video games. So I'll admit this here because we're talking about this, but I actually started asking my kids to play Mario Kart with me last year. Mario Kart is the best. And then it broke. And I have been feeling like something's missing from our it's Mario Kart that's what's missing it was so much fun and you know it's hilarious because the other we had some friends um over recently recently and um I mentioned that I was like I mean I'm a I'm a gamer I'm not like a gamer I'm a (laughs) what's your Twitch account (laughs) but you wouldn't I mean but in college I would play like on days off or spares or whatever, I would play like four hours of Mario with a guy friend. Yes. yes. And it was no big deal, right? Yes. Okay. I played so much game. Was it GameCube or we? I'm trying to think like what yeah. was out when I was in college. Oh, anyway, I had them both. I played a lot. And so we don't have one in the home because my mother has offered to get our kids a Nintendo Switch. And I'm like, no. She's like, why? Mm. I was like, because I will play it all the time. Like, I will never get anything done. I will never have a podcast. (laughs) Like, it's me, not them. Oh, my goodness. This is so funny. I'm just like, oh, somebody gets it. Well, you know, it's something that sometimes I feel like I should feel embarrassed about. (laughs) You know, like. Oh, no. But, you know. It's such a simple joy. Like, I feel like we don't have enough simple joys. We try to overcomplicate it. Like, enjoy a video game. Come on. That's fine. I know. I know. Like Mario Kart. Hello. Right. Yes. We have a little collection jar going right now to save up for a new one. So maybe I should throw a few extra bucks in there. (laughs) 
Oh when this goodness. airs, it'll be just after the holidays, right? Yes. So maybe you will already have it. We'll have to check in with you on Instagram to see if you already have it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> do that. Do that. <laughs> oh, my word. Okay. I, oh, my goodness. We, I don't even know how we ended up talking about Mario Kart, but let's get this back on track. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, some of your your favorite parts of motherhood. What are some of the things mm. that you love most about motherhood um, during this season right now? Okay, during this season, I think, mm, okay, I'm going to give you two answers. One is my macro answer. It's like my big answer. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I shared earlier that I wasn't planning on becoming a mom. I, I just never grew up dreaming about being a mom. It never even entered my mind like, oh, one day I'll be a mom. Mm -hmm. And so I just love that I'm a mom now and that forever, for the rest of my life, for the rest of my kids' lives and and for future generations, there will be like grandbabies that will exist because Mm -hmm. of the love shared between me and my husband. It is mind boggling to me. So that's my macro answer. My micro answer, oh girl, I am in the golden age of childhood and I'm so sorry to the women who have babies younger than mine right now, <laughs> but my kids are nine, seven, and five. I cannot remember the last time I wiped a behind. Everyone mm. can feed themselves breakfast. I mean, it is, it, this is the golden years of childhood. Like my son still holds my hand and still is kind of oh, cuddly. Yeah. So he's got that very like child, like he still sleeps with a stuffed animal. I mean, there's oh. the sass isn't strong with them yet. I'm like, this yeah. is it. Like I just need to, just treasure and they're they're buddies like my kids they fight all the time but also beyond their sibling relationship I really do see a friendship forming I'm an only child so I find so much joy in that Mm. oh I bet it is really beautiful to watch the friendship start and and I think that's what actually makes the fighting harder to to watch because you're like I know that you are best friends like you know why See, why are as you... an only child I'm like is this normal is this okay oh. like should they be fighting like this do we all need family therapy and so thankfully I have oh. some good girlfriends and I'm I'm like is this fine do your kids fight like this and they're like yes my kids fight all the time most of my day oh. is spent breaking up fights I'm like all right it's, everything's it's gonna be fine yeah yes. I I yeah I can see the value in in just going to friends and just double checking on some of those things for sure and do you wish that you had had a sibling you know I have a cousin that I'm pretty close with my I was raised by my grandparents and I actually moved in with her parents when I was in high school so she's six mm. years younger than me and so I mean she's 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 a cousin but we're pretty close so, and she's a mom now. And so I do, I'm like, Hey, check out this funny picture, this mom meme, or like we, you know, we, yeah. we talk about advice and she's a child behavioral therapist. <laughs> so oh, she's okay. a really good one to go to when I'm like, Lucy is doing this thing. She's driving me up the wall. Is she on track developmentally? <laughs> and she's like, yes, that's fine and normal. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. So I have all oh, that's okay. That's so good. How how has it been kind of navigating motherhood um, with some of the challenges that can come up? We just talked about kind of the fighting mm-hmm. element. What are some of the other challenges that you've kind of faced in, in this this journey so far? Motherhood is exhausting. It's, <laughs> it is. And I'm not just talking about the physical aspect of it or the sleep deprivation part. I mean, those are also awful. 
But the, it's the mental load and the emotional toll of disciplining children, breaking up arguments, remembering stuff for school, budgeting if they want to do sports or extracurriculars. Like There's just the mental load was something that I did not expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I knew I would be busy. I think I knew I'd be changing diapers and driving a lot. But just I did not expect kind of that my mind is always turning and like thinking about things and figuring stuff out and like I'm just constantly like okay what's next and how can I solve this and so yeah just just the exhaustion of that like Mm -hmm. I don't know if anything prepares you for that kind of onslaught it's it's Mm -hmm. relentless Um, it's it's good but it's it never quits (laughs) no it doesn't it doesn't have you found anything that really helps you to kind of declutter those thoughts like what what provides rest true rest for you well um I find a lot of comfort in the word I'm I'm reading the bible every day I I would say this year has been transformative to me this is the second time of my life that I've read the bible in its entirety I didn't grow up in a Christian home and um became a Christian right before I left for college so um yeah I just had never I I gave my life to Jesus but I had never read every word of scripture until a couple years ago and now I'm doing it for the second time um with it's it's called Bible Recap it's a podcast by Tara Lee Cobble and so basically you read the Bible chronologically and then she has an eight minute recap that she does with what you've just read and it's it has transformed my drives and my kids have had to listen to the word while we're driving and it's just I'm like okay this is my anchor um just centering on on the word of the word of Christ every day. Wow, that's an amazing resource. We'll have to link that in show notes for sure. It's been great. And she's actually wow. doing in 2020 this year, she's doing a year of prayer. So she's you can still do the Bible recap. It'll all still be online. And now she'll have prayer every day that goes with the same scripture. That is so, so I'm neat. excited to do it again. Yes, I'm going to definitely check that out. I love that. Um, We were talking about Ruth Simons earlier before we started recording. Um, And um, I just want to mention episode five again, because that's what we talk about. We talk about true rest and that it's found Mm. in the word of God. And it's, it's not just the word of God. It's, it's just found in time with him and spending time with him and keeping our gaze on him. And, and so I love that you, that you talked about that. You know, one of the things that I have personally struggled with in a big way and that has shifted a lot in the last year, I isolated myself um, through um, some infertility that we walked through. um, And then again, when I started going through this anxiety disorder and I now in retrospect, I look back and I see the damage that was done, how how it was worsened by my feeling ashamed, embarrassed, feeling like I wasn't going to appear like I had it all together anymore if I really let the hard stuff show, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm really anti-isolation now, you know? It's so different and I'm learning how to really look at life differently and become more vulnerable. Um, and so my question for you is, have you ever walked through a season of that, um, of any kind of isolation or has being vulnerable and being honest about what you're walking through been easy for you? Well, a couple of things. I, this has been well established on Coffee and Crumbs. I mm-hmm. am an extreme extrovert. Mm-hmm. Like, as in, I am the woman that 
talks to you on the airplane <laughs> like, and you're like I just I have my giant headphones on please don't talk to me I'm like hey yeah. what are you listening to um I my I met my best friend at Costco like <laughs> I that's awesome I am extreme extrovert so I um I I don't really isolate myself from anyone I I am needy I need people and I'm annoyingly needy in that in that I should in times when I should isolate myself um and spend time with God alone, I'm like, let me get all the opinions from all my friends and see what they think before mm. I seek God's wisdom. And so, um, so that's the first thing. I'm an extrovert. I, I think there are times when you do need to isolate yourself. And I say that because I walked through a really hard season of my marriage. The first five years were terrible. And I talk about this in, uh, I don't know what number episode it was, but season four, Coffee and Crumbs, the title of the episode is How to Be a Good Friend During Hard Times. But Mm. in that episode, I actually share that Chris and I walked through a season of infidelity in our marriage where we were unfaithful and where we thought we were going to get a divorce. And when all of it was kind of revealed to me that he had been unfaithful, I I think it was my my inclination to like kind of tell the world like he had done this terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Um I'm really hurt. I want everyone's opinion. But in that time I really did actually feel God saying, "You do need to draw away. You do need to isolate yourself, but do it with intention." Um Jen Bachelor, she's a writer for Coffee and Crumbs. She once advised someone else to keep her world small. And I thought that that was such a beautiful phrase. Mm. And, and, and when I was walking through that hard time, um, and even with my skin cancer diagnosis, I'm like, okay, I need to keep my world small. Not everyone can come over and hang out with me. Um, and so when I, when we were walking through that hard season of marriage, I said, I have to keep my world small. Who do I want around me? I want people who are pro Chris, pro marriage, like pro, like, I don't want to, I don't want women in my life that are going to say like, just do what makes you happy or girl, that's terrible. Get him to the curb or whatever. Mm, I'm like, okay. So, so sometimes I think there is a value in purposeful isolation. Now, if you're doing it because of shame, I don't think that that's the right motivation, but if you're Mm -hmm. doing it because of wisdom, like I really need to protect my time and my heart mm-hmm. from things that could sway me from God's will in my life, then I think isolation might be the call. Yes. Well, and I, and I think what you said is right, where it's it's making your world small, small more so than isolation, right? Mm-hmm. Isolation is yeah. kind of like keeping yourself away from people. Um, maybe, well, for in my case, it was kind of like withdrawing to a degree Certainly. that was not healthy, you know, so it was like just a couple very, very close people, but there was just like an element of not being willing to talk to the people that I felt prompted to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Letting and more people. totally like, different. Yes. And I, but I like what you're saying and I think that's so important and you know, we don't have to share everything with the world. <laughs> like right. that's not, you know, 20 years ago, like nobody did this. Nobody mm-hmm. opened up on a social platform and talked about all the details of their life. Um, and I think sometimes that, that can actually bring a lot more anxiety to the plate for us, right? For sure. In whatever we're going through. Um, but there's a time and a place and our, our, I really believe that our stories are meant to be shared, but again, back to what you were saying, I think that that's, 
um, something that has to be prayed over. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we need to take time to really dis discern if if and how and when and who, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's just not something to take lightly. And so I, I love that you really um, were careful about the type of friends and people that you let into your circle and into that situation when you walk through that infidelity because um, I, I, that's the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's how the Holy Spirit makes such a difference in our lives that you aren't seeking what maybe made you feel happy or, uh, I don't know, what sounded good in yeah, the moment. Yeah. You like were seeking of, something richer. Right. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of rhetoric when you go through a hard time in your marriage. It's just a lot of rhetoric thrown toward women. Like, mm. like come on, like do what makes you happy. And yes. like woman empowerment. And, and we sometimes forget that marriage is, you know, if there's no abuse happening, which there was yeah. not in my case, marriage is a sacrament. It's a promise. And, um, you know, I knew that if my marriage were to dissolve, I'd be walking into darkness. Um, mm. But I also knew that, you know, we could walk through the healing together and it would feel dark. But eventually we would come on to the other side. I, I don't know. I just find a lot of comfort in James 1, five. Just like now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God and he will give to you generously without finding fault. Like, I'm like, yes. okay. I'm just going to pray for wisdom because I don't know what's on the other side of this. And even with the cancer diagnosis, I would say that was kind of the anthem of my heart. Like, you know, if if God doesn't heal me from this, if this thing takes my life, is God still good? Do I believe that? And mm. I had to say, like, yeah, I have to believe that God is still good, even if even if this thing is stage four. And yeah. And, and I only got to that point by praying for wisdom in this situation. I, I don't think, I, I didn't come up with that on my own. That was a prayer and that was the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit answering that prayer. Yeah, yeah. I love how clear it is that you practice or you know the, the value of practicing self-discipline mentally. Um, you, you obviously understand what I think a lot of people don't. Um, and I would say in the past that was where I was at as where I was at was not not going not rehearsing the truth of who God is um mm, I love that rehearsing you know? the truth of God yeah that's good mm -hmm. that's a good word because mm -hmm. I can hear it when you're explaining what your natural response has been to these hard things I, I hear I hear a lot of trust a lot of uh, believing God um for who he says he is and so when when he says come to me and cast your cares on me I, to me when I listen to what you're saying it sounds like you've really demonstrated that well you've and I'm not trying to do this big applaud I, I know you don't want me to do that I'm just saying that it's a great example for for the rest of us you know to just say okay Lord I I'm just going to ask you for wisdom and I'm going to I'm going to trust you with this and it's not it because I don't think that's an easy thing to do. No, I don't. I, you're right. It, it's not super easy, but I do feel that something that we value in this home is remembering well. We keep a record of answered prayers, 
we have this giant book on our coffee table and my hope I mean it's huge so my children cannot lift it so um, (gasps) my hope is that one day it'll be totally full and then we have we can thumb through it I mean we put the dates I let the kids doodle in it whatever I don't I don't not super strict with it but whenever there's an answered prayer we're like put it in the book even if it's like Lord help me find my necklace (laughs) Um, put it in the book I found my necklace and that That we remember well, that the Lord is always faithful, even when it's hard, Um, that he, like, I can look, I've, I've led a hard life, actually, like, and this is hard, this doesn't come across on Instagram or in podcast, Mm. and, but I had um, a childhood where I was neglected, I had a hard marriage, I um, grew up, not in poverty, but pretty poor, and um, there was a lot of addiction issues in my family, and a lot of brokenness, um, but yeah, I just, I, I can't name a time when God has failed me despite all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's because our family, we just, you're right. We rehearse the gospel to one another. We, we remind each other of truth. We remember well that, mm-hmm. that he has saved us and is saving us. Yes. Yes. Well, this has been such an encouraging conversation and I feel like I just want to go get a giant book and set it up in the main area of our home. Make so it so big can... your kids can't lift it. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I, what we do as mothers, um, the choices that we make, specifically how we demonstrate Christ to our children is our legacy. That's the most important thing that we leave uh, with our children is how we show them Jesus. And um, and so I'm encouraged by you, Indiana, so much. Thank you for sharing everything that you did today. Um, you want to share a little bit about what's coming up for you uh, in the next little while, coming up in sure. 2020, and what you're excited about? Well, I mean, I, I think I'm most excited that my kids are getting older every day. <laughs> so in 2020, they will be in grades one, two, and four, which is so exciting. They're all in elementary school together. Um, 2020 means I will be married 16 years. So sweet wow. 16. And that means 11 years have been good. I said the first mm. five were bad. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, man, God, God it really has redeemed our marriage and our lives. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout that from the rooftops. People <laughs> need to hear that today so much. Yes. It's possible. I love it. I it love is that. possible. And mm-hmm. then um, hopefully by the time this airs, I will have a solo show called Today, by the way. And it's just a lighthearted podcast for busy moms. I was flipping through the channels one day and I was like, okay, like podcast channels, not yeah. radio yeah. channels, but podcasts. <laughs> and um, looking for, I was like, I just need something like quick and short while I, you know, go from my kid's school back home, which is not a big drive. I'm like, I just want something short and sweet. And so I created a commuters, a mom commuters podcast. It's just me doing pop culture headlines, telling you any good deals that I find online. And just, it, it's supposed to feel like a personal blog, but in podcast form. Mm. So there's I'm no, excited. Yeah, there's no authors. There's no, there's, it's not guest centric. I mean, I do miss talking to women every week, but mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just supposed to feel like quick chat with your friend, like a quick phone call. Oh, I have no doubt it's going to be um, a hit with moms. And uh, 
you're you're good at what you you do you are great at what you do you uh you're just so much fun to listen to and um so yeah i'm excited to listen we'll put a link for sure um to that and share that um when when that's out um, do you want to, are you up for a little five minute lightning round before you go? Oh yeah. These are, these are my favorite. Okay. So I have never done this before, so okay, I'm yeah, excited yeah. about this too. And this was completely, again, like we mentioned, this was such a last minute, um, recording. And, uh, I just thought you're just like the perfect person to oh, try good. this yeah, out with. Try, so yeah, I would love to be your guinea pig on the lightning round. Yay! I, okay. It's, I feel okay. Like it's me back for any, every time I've thrown the, at a guest on coffee. <laughs> Have you guys done them? I, I can't remember yeah, right now. We, we did them in season three a lot and then only occasionally in season okay, four. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Whew. Yeah, right, it is I'm so sweating. fun. Let's do it. All right. Are you ready? Here we go. Favorite 80s trend. Oh, favorite 80s trend would be scrunchies and banana clips. When will banana clips come back in? I don't know. Aren't they Scrun- back? Scrunchies are in. Yeah, scrunchies are. Yeah, and I feel like those little butterfly clips are in too because I saw some teens in my youth group with them. But banana clips, those really long, do you know what I'm talking about? They were really long combs. Yeah, no one's going to come back in. (laughs) I don't think they need to, do they? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Oh, but it was fun. Like a wild hair. That's my favorite. Yes, yes, yeah. So good. Okay, describe the high school you in three words. Unaware, unfortunate weirdo. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. I had seen your picture taken with my cat. I mean, like, I just. You know what? Actually, if you ask me those, like what my three words would be, I'm not going to say them, but they would, they would be, they would be not so positive as well. No. Someone in my homeschool co-op once asked, she's like, I thought you were cool in high school. And I was like. Girl, I had my senior picture taken with my cat. I mean, no, it's oh. not cool. You know what? We're cat people over here. We have two new kittens, and so I think that's cool. I just, Good. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. Okay. If okay, here's the scenario: you find a time machine, climb inside. What year are you setting the dial to? Oh my gosh, a time machine, and I can go any uh, anywhere. Oh, man. Um, can I just go back to high school to make me not such a weird, <laughs> unfortunate person? Yes, you can. Yes, you like, can. If I could just, like, not eat lunch in my English advisor's room and, like, actually talk to people, that would have been okay. done. That would have done me wonders, I think. I went to my 20th reunion and people were like, wow, you've changed so much. I'm like, yes, I actually talk to people and have friends now, guys. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You're on a plane to an exciting destination. Where are you going? Oh, um, Hawaii, but not during active volcano season. (laughs) Hawaii. It's on my bucket list. Okay. uh, Salad or pasta? I have to choose salad because I'm I'm on a ketogenic diet, but in a fantasy world, I choose pasta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have been looking at the keto diet, so you might have to tell me a little more another time. Okay, bouquet of flowers or chocolate? A bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. Peonies, preferably. Oh yes, yes. I love those big puffy pink flowers. Dark peonies or light? Ooh, um, you know either one. I carried light in my wedding. So that'd be nice. Mm. 
Okay, the light bulb just went out. Do you replace it or call your husband? Oh my gosh. Um, I just looked up in my basement and one is out right above my head. I Can I choose a C option? Like I, I don't replace it and I don't tell my husband. <laughs> just, just, just let it be. Maybe he'll notice it. <laughs> do you grab a lamp or what do you do for light? Well, I mean, just one of our candlelights is out in this one. But uh-huh. you know, I mean, if it were the, I probably would just mean to change it later and then never get around to it. Okay, so your husband would end up doing it? He would probably end up doing it. <laughs> or both of us would just ignore it. And then be like, oh. whoa, it's very dim in here. We don't know why. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I used to be super independent, and now now I I tend to just, like, let my husband know. And I actually feel bad admitting this, but he's – well, I'm really proud of him. He's extremely efficient and with those yeah. kinds of things. He just kind of gets it done. And I, sometimes I worry that I, I, I'm I, lazier than I used to be purely because my husband's just so He's so handy. He uses gifts. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. Thank you for that affirmation. <laughs> okay. Last question. This isn't part of the speed round. I ask this to every guest. But if you had four hours all to yourself... And someone had already cleaned your whole house for you, what would you do? Four oh. hours. Girl, have you heard of foot massages? Uh, if if you're talking about regular regular having like, someone like massage at, your foot. Like a foot massage place. It's, it's so imagine <laughs> a pedicure, but like without wasting your time painting your toes or cutting your cuticles. They're just like massaging your feet and legs. Okay. They have these around here. Okay. I, yeah, foot massage parlors. They sound sketchy, but they're totally not. I would go to a foot <laughs> massage. And then, and I still have time left because it's only one hour. And then I would go see a movie by myself with a large diet Dr. Pepper and like the biggest thing of popcorn that they have. That's how I'd spend my four hours. That is so awesome. I one time went to a movie by myself and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was when yeah. I was single. And I don't think I've done that since. But yeah. Oh, man. I regularly go after 10 p.m. when the kids are down and I cannot sleep. I'm like, okay, let me see. I don't live far from the movie theater. So I'm like, let me see what's on at 10. And then I just go to a 10 And you just in. say... You just say, see you, honey, and you Yes, go? I have insomnia, so my husband's used to me not going to bed when he goes to bed. Oh, okay. So oh, I'll roll in hard. at 12 or 1 and then feel feel good and go to sleep. That is amazing. I can't imagine. I'm so done by 10 o'clock, so you go, girl. <laughs> We're recording right now at 11 p.m. my time. That is true. That's true, and I'm already <laughs> feeling tired. Oh, Indiana, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, this has gosh. been so fun. Thank you so much for having me. I love stories of God's faithfulness and the hardships we face as mothers and as wives. I am so grateful for Indiana's testimony and willingness to share so openly with us. As I mentioned, we don't need to share everything with the world through our social media platforms. However, I do believe so strongly that our stories of God's goodness need to be told. It's so good to be reminded all the time that His mercies are new each day, that His love stays the same no matter where we are at. If you want to connect with Indiana, those details are in the show notes. And of course, I'd love to hear from you over on Instagram at Knowing Motherhood Podcast. Thanks so much, friend, for joining me today. My prayer for you this week is that your eyes will be opened to see the beauty around you and that you'll remember to direct your praise to the one who made it all. 
Whether you're feeling overwhelmed today by things unknown or like you don't have enough to offer those little ones who rely on you for everything, stop and remind yourself that God's love is enough for you today and always. It really is. He promises to provide everything you need right where you're at. Choose to believe Him with me. That's where peace is found. Not in believing in ourselves as the world likes to say, but in believing that our Father in Heaven is exactly who He says He is today and forever.